We in. Welcome to the Chris and Kyle show, everybody. He's Chris. Hey. And I am Kyle. And the timing and execution of that intro means that we are officially back. (laughs) (laughs) We worked on it. (laughs) We practiced it countless Mm -hmm. times. Um, Welcome, everybody. We are doing a spoiler episode today for a small movie that we found on Hulu. I don't know if it's a Hulu original or not. I think it might be. All right. Um, It is called Big Time Adolescence. It is directed by and written by a guy named Jason Orley, Hmm. who... eh, His other stuff's whatever. (laughs) Um, It is starring Pete Davidson of Saturday Saturday Night Live fame, Mm -hmm. Griffin Gluck, a podcast favorite due to the much too early canceled American Vandal. Um... First season. He wasn't in the second season, right? Was he in the second season? Yeah, he's in the second season. Yeah. Oh, that's right, because he was the same he's crew. The, he's, the, right. he's the best friend guy, yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, Machine Gun Kelly with a great turnout. Mm-hmm. Really killer in this movie. Um, Thomas Barbuska's the other kid, the douche kid. He plays a douche kid in like everything he's in. Uh, he's on the show The Goldbergs, or maybe he's in the spinoff, I forget. Have you seen MGK in other movies? Uh, he was in uh, Bird Box. Did we do Bird Box for we this We did a Bird episode? Box for this episode, yeah. It was so big that we had to do it. Bird Box. It's been a while. It's been Th- a while. Thoroughly average movie. We've been doing this for so long that we're like starting to get into territory where I'm going to start forgetting the That's episodes okay. that we did. I forget what I say on this podcast the second we stop recording. Um, John Cryer, maybe the most other another person that people would know that's right. in this movie as mm-hmm. the dad. Um, this movie is about a suburban teenager comes of age, Griffin Gluck, uh, under the destructive guidance of his best friend, Pete Davidson, an aimless college dropout and his sister's ex-boyfriend. So let's talk about the movie. Did you enjoy the movie? Yes. I did too. I really enjoyed it. I thought it was really Mm -hmm. funny. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, I just think it's a solid watch. Uh, I, well, I think that it. Like even for like a smaller movie that you would find on Hulu, it kind of surprised me. Mm-hmm. There was like multiple times where I was just like, this is not how I expected things to go. Even though you sort of uh, understand like where the plot of the movie is going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When, you, like, when you, you read the synopsis, you know. You know you're going to get to a point where Griffin Gluck's dad is like, leave my kid alone, Pete Davidson. Right. You know that's coming. Yeah. It's just a matter of the way we get there. Mm-hmm. And a lot of the humor along the way is really machine gun Kelly. Like we said, super funny in this movie. Yes. As Pete Davidson's roommate or is he just there all the time? Yeah. I don't really know. Pseudo roommate. (laughs) Yeah. Kind of. Um, The reason there's two reasons that I watched this movie and I looked at you and I was like, we should do an episode on this movie and it's two, two, two pronged and both surround Pete Davidson. Okay. Do you think Pete Davidson can do it? That's the main question. Can Can he he do it? Can he make the transition? Can he make the leap? From Saturday Night Live to... To like pretty widely derided Saturday Night Live cast member. People hate him a lot. Yeah? A lot of people hate him a lot. And I get why... People outside of Saturday Night Live or people People like fans. Yeah, I don't know how people in the show... I've seen like, like rumor report things that are like... You know, he just like won't show up to work because he's fucking, you know, he has publicly talked about yeah. and a lot of his stand up, especially yeah. his mental health problems and stuff like that. Um, and it's been pretty public. Uh-huh. Um, 
But uh, yeah, he's pretty derided in terms of like people, mm. fans, audience members that just hate him. I think Pete Davidson's really funny. I get why I people would hate him. I understand the vibe he gives off. Why people would not like why, it. Why? Yeah. Why do you think that is? I just think I th- honestly I think it's a real like. He seems like the dude you went to high school with that w- you knew was going to be a failure in life, uh-huh. but for some reason he made it. Right. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. And he knows that about himself. <laughs> like he he embraces it. Yeah. That's what's extra funny to me yeah. about it. I think that there's probably like also a I huge... think a lot of people are like, how the fuck did he date Ariana Grande? Fuck that guy. Well, not just like <laughs> like him dating Ariana Grande, but like the fallout yeah. of like I just think that he is collateral damage from like the Ariana Grande thing. Yeah. I, and I don't even like. Was there anything bad that came out? Like I don't, I'm not super tuned in to Ariana Grande's life. So like, I know he that- he has a really a pretty funny bit in his new stand up special, um, where he talks about how our, after she broke up with him, she basically was like, but like you know his dick's pretty big, yeah. and he was like, this was like a low key, uh, saboteur move by Ariana Grande, because the truth is it's thoroughly average, and now anyone who ever sees it is going to be disappointed. <laughs> Nice. So as far as Fallout, that's, that's 4D all I chest. know. 4D chest. Mm-hmm. Yep. Seems like a compliment, but it's not. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I, I think a lot of the public stuff makes him more, more quote-unquote hateable. Right. But this is like two movies now that I've seen him in that I think he's good and funny. Uh-huh. He's really good in this movie. Right. He's basically playing himself, though. Yes. He's not really playing himself in uh, Set It Up right? Which with Zoe Deutsch and Glenn Powell where he plays Glenn Powell's roommate, the gay teacher. Yes. He's also funny in that movie, in it a lot less. Mm-hmm. Um, more of like a one-note character. Right. But he does have that great moment where he uh, he throws food or a drink, maybe it's a coffee, at um, the uh, Glenn Powell's boss. I forget the guy's name. I don't even remember. Is it Morris Chestnut? I don't even remember. It's somebody it like that. Well, that's your, that's your fault, dude. Mm-hmm. That's a good movie. Um, anyway. Do you think Pete can make the leap? Yeah, absolutely. But like, I think that it's going to come down to the projects and the, the so roles that he's taking. He's got a movie coming out later this year, directed by Judd Apatow, right. that is loosely based on his life. It's called, right. I think, King of Staten Island yeah. or something like that. I'm really excited for that movie. Yeah. It, it, and it could be really good. I yeah. think that he has the talent, but like, I also don't think that he's like... like I don't see him getting like the Jason Sudeikis role. No, no, no. Without like... You know the that role being like made to fit. Pete yeah, Davidson, yeah. You've got to fit you know? it. That's the question. Like, I don't know. Like, make it has levels to it. I think. Mm. Like, I think there's always going to be roles that Pete can play really well, and yeah. they're that sort of um, deadbeat character. Right. And he's got. He's going to have that really that sense of humor that's really self deprecating, and kind of doesn't understand what he's doing wrong, which is something I love about his character in this yeah. movie. Um, beyond that, I don't know. Like, I don't like he, he obviously has the chops to be funny and to be deadbeat. Right. I don't know if he's going to grow beyond that, but I think he can really carve out a role for himself with that niche. Can he play something else other than a millennial 'er ne'er-do-well? Exactly. We'll see. Uh, Yeah, I guess we'll see. I I want, one of the things I'm really looking forward to from the Staten Island movie is, are we going to tap into a more emotional part of who Pete Davidson is. Right. Are they going to really peel some layers off of the character? Yeah. So like, I think that's one thing that 
was really well done uh, about this movie. Like every emotional moment wasn't really like, it was kind of like de-romanticized in a way, Mm -hmm. you know, like there's always some kind of force that's counteracting that melodrama uh, throughout this entire movie. Like even like the, the, like when the main character, when Griffin Gluck, is that his name? Yeah. There's too many double G's. Dude. <laughs> um, Character's name is uh, Mo. Yeah, when Monroe. Mo is going through like his like uh, biggest crisis throughout the entire film, like, and admits that he fucked Pete Davidson's ex girlfriend. Yeah, right. Like in, in most movies and in, in lesser movies, uncool you'd move expect, by that girlfriend, by the way. Uncool you would move. Expect uh, fucking Pete Davidson to react in like a really yeah and he's just like like, why would you and he's like you lost your virginity (laughs) (laughs) that's awesome yeah like like he's just kind of excited for his friend and like though that's the real question well and i think well and that's the other thing is that like that character is so easy for pete to play but it also gives such a cool sort of uh, speculative thing about his character as well. Like, yeah. is this just how he I, deals with? Like, pain? I think the moment how he deals. With I the think emotion? the moment for Pete's character is when he goes to Griffin Glux's sister's house and tells her he loves her, mm-hmm. and she's basically like, "I don't give a shit about you. Mm-hmm. You're a piece of shit." And he's just mm-hmm. like, "Oh, uh, well, fuck." Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then he just kind of leaves. All right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He like well, he like goes in for a kiss, and yeah. I love the little like the the parallel that they run between him and when Mo does it later on in the movie, when mm-hmm. uh, that girl is like telling him that he's an asshole, and yeah. Mo like goes in for a kiss, and she's like, "What? That's yeah. what you read from this situation?" Um, I don't know. It was just like a cool little like oh, like they're just kind of becoming the same person. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I. And there was just a lot of examples of that and like just a lot of, I think I I just thought like really high quality filmmaking, really like interesting creative choices that I wouldn't have expected in a smaller movie. Like, Mm -hmm. and I noticed it when, uh, when you were watching it initially, uh, because that one, that first fucking hard cut that you get, uh, in the beginning of the movie, when they are at the uh, carnival and it's uh, Pete Davidson, Griffin Gluck's character. Well, it's not Griffin Gluck yet, though. It's Mo as a kid. Right. Yeah. Right. Um, Younger kid. Yeah. Griffin Gluck's character as a kid, but not ex- actually Griffin Gluck. Right. Uh, and the sister. Mo, yeah. They're doing this like funny improv bit where they're like being like mm-hmm. they're pretending to be emotional and yeah. shit. And like then it immediately cuts to an actual emotional scene. Yeah. And it was just like, God, it was just really well done. Yeah, does, doesn't Pete so turn to the girl, his girlfriend and say, now it's your turn? Now it's your turn. And then it hard cuts to yeah. basically like five or six years later, and she's breaking up with him. Mm. Yeah, that was a really cool moment. Really good way to start a movie. Yeah. They had Pete in that weird wig, if that was a wig, or if that's just pre-hair dye, I don't know. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, the other prong of the Pete Davidson question I was going to have for you is, like, do you enjoy, or do you believe this is true, the 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 story decision to have his character learn no lessons at the end of the movie? Do I enjoy it? Do you think that's true, first of all? Uh, that he learns no lessons. I mean, he has a job. 
Yeah, but the only reason he quit his other job was because Griffin Gluck was dealing drugs for him. Yeah, yeah. He had a job before. True. Um, probably a better job. I yeah, mean, he he was like a salesman of like a Best Buy, like a local yeah. Best Buy kind of store. Yeah. Um. Now he's working at a fast food joint. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I think that there is some progress there. I don't. I wouldn't say that like it's without lessons. Yeah. I think that the eyes. So thing all is right, real. let me rephrase it then. Do you think he misses the point of the movie? His character. Yes. I don't think that he fully Mo realizes. It. I don't think that he fully comprehends it. But I don't. Th- I don't think the point of the the movie is to really like victimize uh, that character. Like I, that's why I kind of like the movie so much. Mm-hmm. I don't think that the movie really takes a side on whether or not that this is a bad relationship for Mo. I agree. I agree. Uh, I, I think, think it that, shows both sides yeah. of the relationship. Yeah, and obviously, like fucking Mo got in a lot of trouble for it and shit like that. And it's kind of stupid for you know. Uh, Pete Davidson's character. What the fuck is his, his character's name? Zeke. When when Zeke kind of um, justifies his uh, behaviors by saying, "Oh well, we got a memory now." Yeah, it's, that's some that's some kind of fucked up to like <laughs> just completely not show any remorse when you just kind of fucked up your friend's life. Yeah. Um. And I don't know. There, there there's, but I don't I don't think. There's definitely a positive to that relationship that he had. There's mm-hmm. a positive to, like, obviously he wasn't friends with a lot of people in school. Yeah. He liked hanging out with Zeke. He enjoyed his time. Um, and, well, there's just something to be said for someone who just loves you. Zeke really does love Mo as a friend. Like, he thinks yeah. of him like a little brother. Yeah. I mean, he... He pulls him out of the pool and like the climactic scene and runs away from the cops with him on his shoulders. Right. When he all could that, have all in that, all that did was delay the inevitable. Right. But it was a moment of self sacrifice and care. When Zeke had already said that, like he didn't want to put himself in that kind of situation because mm-hmm. he would, like could actually get in trouble. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I, I don't think that it really straddles the line either way. Or yeah. I think that's a good point. It it does shed light on both sides of what that relationship is, how there's good and bad to it. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. I think this movie was like Mo's parents away from being like really great. I think John Cryer and the the mom is basically like non-existent. Yeah, she's just the most generic mom that you can have in a movie. Uh huh. I feel like if those two characters were like one more level up. I would have really, really, really loved the movie. Uh, I just, I don't think that they focused on the mom very much. I actually really liked the casting of John Cryer. You like John Cryer? Oh, yeah. I I don't think it was John Cryer I didn't like. I just wish that he just had a little bit of something extra, a little spice. I don't know what. Maybe it was just one more scene. Or just like one more degree of like... Uh, of like three dimensionality. Exactly. He's you know? very, I'm an all American dad. And that's basically, he, you yeah, know, like he I wants these to, degrees. Does he wants to go, degrees? he wants to go to the batting cages with his kid. Mm-hmm. He's yeah. well educated. Yeah. He wants to have family dinner. It's very just, it's yeah. generic. Yeah. It's not bad. And there's like specific moments that he has with Zeke. Like when he fucking punches well, Zeke yeah, out. Yeah, that's a great right? scene. And he's over him. And uh, he's like, like, 
the, the, the drinking and the fucking smoking and stuff. He's like, I'm his father. Like, was I supposed to do that with him? Like that, but like he's yeah, like it's a genuinely, moment. It's a, it's a crisis of conscience. He doesn't yeah. know what he's doing wrong. Yeah, yeah. Um, and and like even even if you like kept those same exact that ex- exact same exact dialogue, those same lines, uh, with a little bit more three dimensionality, if you saw that beforehand and you yeah. saw that same conflict that his dad was dealing with, like I don't know, I think it would have definitely brought it up mm-hmm. more. But I did. I absolutely liked the casting. I like John Cryer. John yeah, John Cryer's good. We're in full uh, Lex Luthor, but, John Cryer. Uh, <laughs> he's he's bald because he plays super, he's Lex Luthor on Supergirl. Right. Uh, <laughs> but like, not only like uh, the the fact that John Cryer is good, but mm-hmm. the fact of like who John Cryer is. He's one of the two men from Two and a Half Men. Yeah, yeah. But, <laughs> and and he like is very much he kind of plays that character a lot. I've mm-hmm. never even seen uh, that him on Supergirl. Yeah, so it's, uh, it's, it's weird. Uh, it's weird. His Lex is a. Uh, yeah. It's, it's whatever. Yeah. yeah. Um, I haven't seen all of Supergirl, but I've seen all of the newest season. Yeah. He definitely doesn't normally play that character. No, definitely not. You know, he def- definitely doesn't play uh, the Lex Luthor character. He plays like the two, ha- two and a half men. Like I'm the, the straight laced yeah. goober. Yeah. The, go- the goober. And the dad is kind of a goober. Yeah. He is kind of that. Yeah. yeah. They do give him a little, that, that scene is really good when he confronts Pete. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah, I think just if we could have notched the parents up by one or two levels, because they fill that role that I talk about a lot on these types of movies of like the yeah. teacher, yeah. the John Bernthal in Me, Earl, and the Dying Girl, the yeah. Woody Harrelson in Edge of Seventeen, where when those characters just really come through in their moments, it really makes the movie better. Like Stanley Tucci in Easy A is a really good example. Yeah, right? Stanley like, Tucci is yeah. awesome in, in Easy well, who's, A. Who's the mom? Is Lisa Kudrow the mom in that? I th- uh, Lisa Kudrow's the mom in Booksmart. She oh, might shit. also be the mom in Easy No, Easy A, she's the... She's Thomas Hayden Church's wife. That's she's right, the right. uh, secretary. The the, she's the guidance counselor. Yeah. Yeah. Who's cheating on Thomas Hayden Church, who mm-hmm. is good in that movie as the teacher. Mm-hmm. Easy A is a good movie. <laughs> Easy A probably, yeah, it's better than this movie. Yeah. I would yeah. say Easy A is better than this movie. Easy A is better yeah. than this movie. But um, this is still a good movie. Yeah. I really enjoyed it a lot. Very accessible. You can it, find it on Hulu. It was one of those things where I was pleasantly surprised when I watched it. I was like, this is way better than I expected going in. Agreed. MGK, dude, got a future. Yeah, he's got a future, man. Yeah, comedy side. He's got chops. He's, he's got, got chops, chops, man. He's coming out with the a scene, punk album now. The scene when he learns that Griffin, or when Griffin Gluck is like telling him he's sixteen because he brings his high school girlfriend over, <laughs> and he doesn't like believe it. He's like, "Bro, she's sixteen. I'm sixteen. <laughs> right? Exact. Wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> that seems so funny. Ugh." Um, I don't really have anything else much else beyond that. It yeah. was really just the Pete Davidson discussion that I thought was interesting about mm-hmm. it. Both Pete in his future as an actor and the the sort of whether or not the character grew. Yeah, had had a had a growth arc. Right. Not. Did you? Okay, so I'll I'll ask you this. Mm-hmm. Uh, did you like? Did the story resonate with you on like a like I can relate to this level? Because it definitely did for me. I've had those friends before. Uh, no, not not in that way. Yeah. Uh, I had, growing up, a very tight friend group. Right. And they are still my best friends and right. our best friends. And they've basically been my friends. I mean, I'm in the same boat as you, obviously. Yeah. Like, I've had a lot of, like, my same best friends since middle school. Yeah. But there was definitely, like, even 
elementary school, middle school, like every, almost every part of my life, I've had that kind of friend. No. So the thing is my parents always thought was like a yeah. bad, uh, a bad, bad influence, influence on yeah. me and stuff like that. So always, I was like, always, I was, uh, I was always lame. Right. And didn't do anything wrong growing up. Yeah. So no, it did not was click it? in that way. It clicked in other ways. Always but. the case. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I think that's pretty much. I would highly recommend checking this movie out. Like we said, it's on Hulu. Um, really easy watch. It's it fits a good mold of like. It's both a drama and a stoner comedy, so it like mm-hmm. you're you're. It's an easy mood mood watch. You know what right. I mean. You yeah. don't have to be like, you know, like if you want to watch. Uh, uh, there will be blood or something and you have to be in a mood. Mm-hmm. You have to be ready to like really invest in the movie. Yeah. You don't really need to be in that headspace for this. You can just sit back and enjoy it. This definitely would have fit uh, like my criteria for like the our top quarantine streams. Oh yeah, for it sure. Would, it definitely would have fit that for criteria. Sure. Yeah. Um, we're about to, we're going to wrap this up and we're going to record another podcast. So we're going to drop two this week for you guys. Um, we are going to talk about we are each going to present our top five promising directors. Um, these are going to be people whose work we are looking forward to, and we'll lay out all the criteria on that episode. But look for that later this week. I'm really excited. Uh, I took it. I took it really seriously. <laughs> I watched like six or seven new movies this week to like round out my my list and my to make sure and stuff like that. I'm really excited. Um, until then, he is Chris Michael Stott. Dot com. That's his name. <laughs> you can read his scripts there, including his new script, Play Havoc. Um, Chris Michael Stott on Instagram. I am Davinwell25 on Twitter and Instagram. The show is The Chris and Kyle Show. It is on Facebook. It is on YouTube. It is on all podcasting platforms. It's on Twitter, Pod. It's on Instagram. Like, share, rate, review, all that kind of fun stuff. We'll be back later this week. Until then, we out. We out. Stay weird. <laughs>